chambers of the podcast dungeon, you have come across another goddamn horror podcast with Graham Faye, Jonas Barnes, and Ryan Danley. Welcome, everybody, to yet another goddamn horror podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Ryan Danley, coming to you from a blistering hot um, Portland, Oregon. It's 106 what did you here do this week. It's 106 today, guys. That's you didn't do fine. anything. <laughs> do anything. Yeah. Do you know how overweight I am? This this weather is fat phobic, and I am not. <laughs> I'm not. Like summer is fat phobic in general. You know what I mean? Like it's like I mean like picnic tables. Like anything that has a stationary <laughs> seating thing. Yeah. It has one sized person in mind when they built it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that is and if you don't fit into that, you're done. You have to sit backwards. Right. Yeah, it's trash. <laughs> and Me and Ryan like, both step into 106 degree weather and the thing on the internet automatically says feels like a hundred and fuck. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah, right. it's, just, it's the it, worst. <laughs> it feels like you should get an Uber. Is what yeah. um it's like um I also like you know like like sandals and shit like that. I'm a shoe guy anyways, but you know, fat people are at a war with their toenails. I don't think skinny people know that. You know what I mean? Like it's a <laughs> it's a it's a it's it's a it's a freaking CrossFit workout to to get to there. So you know what I mean? So uh yeah, no, it's summer. I love summer actually, but uh but it's it's a little much right now. Um otherwise, uh I don't know. I did I did stand-up comedy all week and I'm doing stand-up comedy after this one and uh and a really hot set on Don't Tell the other night. If everybody's nice. familiar with Don't Tell, and that's always right. a fantastic and that, show. That's always a nice time to uh, to uh, to bring out the goods. You know what I mean? I uh, I disqualified myself from Portland's funniest Pearson c- competition yet again. Um, so two in uh, a row, two in a row, two disqualifications <laughs> in a row. Um, yeah. You're too funny for Portland. That's what it is. I You're think. Just, it, I think you. that's it. The you jokes are too funny for Portland. The jokes just kept going. You know what I mean? It was like. This is just too hot. Like, you know, the fact that they want me to stop, that's on them. You know what I mean? Cool. That's, that he, gotta, he has to go. He's just, he's taking just, everybody out. They're, they're, afraid, they're afraid of my talent. So um, <laughs> what did you guys do this week? It's sticky outside, so I stayed inside. Like, that's all I did. I didn't do anything this week. This was the most boring week I've had all summer. It was, it was not even that it was all that hot. It was, it was humid all week. And I hate humidity, so I'm just like, nope, I'm out. So I stayed inside and did a bunch of inside work. I'm an inside cat this week. That's what That's it is. Nice. <laughs> so, Graham. Um, yeah, what did I do? I uh, uh, I listen to a lot of Def Jucks, actually. Nice. And for some reason, I've been listening to a lot of Def Jucks and walking around taking care of kids. I'm a manny. I, apparently, I have to tell that before i tell any stories of me with kids you have a purple mohawk <laughs> yeah. of course you have to right say but uh, well, yeah, i don't so, think it's no, that I, I think like <laughs> when you say like i'm taking care of kids i think that kind of states it. it's when you're like so i was at a pool and i was with this kid and you're like well i like a little background i just think i just think the modern era no, the modern no, era just the same up, thing like my just just is- just explain the like i mean i think yeah. that everybody knows it because you're like a decent guy and like and, and, and everybody you know and like and then you seem to have decency to you when you speak but like i but i believe that it's just it's just like in the modern era just a, i get you clear it's just clarity just clarity that for sure you are in trusted with children's lives yep 
You have a blue mohawk. I do. <laughs> I wore this shirt, which we're going to talk about in a second. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I also got this shirt a couple weeks ago. Um, I, my friend Roland sent it to me and uh, I saw it right away and I said, oh, shit, I'm buying that. I didn't even look. I can, can we we got to explain it to the people yep. who are listening. No, it says claws, C-L-A-W-S. It stands for cat lovers against white supremacy. Which was I saw that. Just possibly the coolest. It's, it's possibly yeah. the coolest shirt ever. It's got a great shot of a cat, like mid mid rower sort of. It's fantastic. Um, I've gotten compliments on it left and right since I got it. But um, immediately after buying it, I was like, "Oh, I should check out this whole shop. It seems cool. It's called Cat Magic, uh, or yeah, Cat Magic um, shit, Cat Magic oh. Punks." Sorry, <laughs> I'll get to it. So. Um, I looked into it and I saw another shirt and I was like, this is rad. And I contacted them about shipping and I was talking to Ryan, uh, not, not the show, Ryan, but our guest, Ryan. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> and we started talking and, and I found out he was in, uh, I, I went back and read the story of cat magic punks. And it turns out Ryan Patterson, who I had been emailing with was also in two of my favorite bands, Coliseum and photo crime. So, that kind of shook me and I was like, oh my God, I, I, we have to have you on the show. I have, a, I have a horror podcast. This is awesome. And he was like, yes. And then he listed some horror. And, and I just want to throw this out real quick. He listed, he was just casually like, yeah, I'm a fan of Dan O'Bannon, Mikhail Henneke, Bob Clark, Street Trash, Basket Case, Evil Dead series, Reanimator, Society, The Innocence, <laughs> Eyes Without a Face, French Extremities, Bava, Hitchcock, Fright Night, Carpenter, and You're Next and The Guest. And all of those are <laughs> fucking our favorites. Yeah. And then he got to You're Next and The Guest. And that has been like my calling card for years since yeah, I dude. saw those movies. <laughs> Wingard has been just those two movies specifically have been like everything to me. And when he ended on that, I was like, I'm doing everything I can to get you on this podcast. So, so, so essentially, he, him, Graham <laughs> shirt killer designs and cat magic punks. Ryan Patterson, thank you for coming onto the show. Thanks I'm for pro- having me. That, that was probably the best intro I've ever had. So thank you. Awesome. I'm pretty sure Graham wants to just replace me with you. Like, <laughs> like, like I think that's, that was that's what all. you knew, Ryan. You're out. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Sorry, dude. It's good, actually. It's good. I don't have to learn a new name. So no, perfect. it's easy. Just took one yeah. email, Ryan. Do you feel good about that? Just took one email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised. It, I'm surprised it wasn't just bumping into this guy on the street. But yeah, anyway. But uh... <laughs> oh man, so, what a list! Um, what a list yeah. you gave, Graham. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Ryan, I know you've got some stuff coming up with Photo Crime. Yes. Can we hear a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, Photocrime is my band that I sing and play guitar for and uh, record the music, design the records, all that kind of stuff. And we have a new record coming out called Accelerated on uh, September 8th. So we're about to go on tour starting August 31st. We kind of tour off and on through the rest of the year. And uh, yeah, I've been, been pumped. Like We've been releasing singles and videos and stuff all summer for the record and it's finally about to come out we're about to play shows and so like the the fun stuff now begins it's it's like yeah the, yeah the making the music is fun the videos are fun but like promoting music is like a a fucking death march you know it's like no, the worst God. thing 
ever. Yeah, so the singles are fantastic so Thank far. You. Thank uh, yeah. You. Uh, now, how would you describe photo crime? Um, I just very simply call it a post-punk band. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it probably would be maybe like alternative music as we knew it in the eighties with electronic elements. Um, you know, it's just an amalgamation of all my favorite bands. Uh, the, the, the heady concept is the idea that the band is somehow this meeting point of like fifties Americana, like, like, uh, Roy Orbison and, and, uh, Ricky Nelson and, and Douglas Cirque movies meets like, Wings of Desire and cold German 80s post, you know, post-war stuff and, and like the DAF and a lot of the uh, electronic music happening at that point. So it's it, my idea is that it's this mixture of like American crooning and, and European electronics. That, that's, that's the cool. heady way. Yeah, that's it's, really cool. Yeah, that's there's something new in every time I listen to any of your tracks from Photo Crime. There's the layers and stuff are every it's something new every time and but it's also familiar and it's really fantastic but yeah it's uh, it's great to hear it's um it's really very good and like if like you can gather from like a ton of fan bases like if you're a joy division fan you'll like your band if you are a national the national fan you will like your you know if you are if you I mean, it's just got a lot of those, you know, Joy Division, uh, you know, it's got like a little of that Tom Waits sort of uh, like flow to it. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. if you're a fan of and if those are just the, you know, the bigger, uh, you know, points and what I was listening, but like, if you like, but like you can really touch base on a lot of things. And I think it's like really like, it's really cool to see like a band, like, like, like it has a lot of gravity to it. It has a lot of umph to it and it has a lot of things, but it's also like, good just like i was driving around listening to it all day and it was like it was just like i don't know just like perfect like like good solid mood music it's a it's very good very good thank you yeah i mean the, the idea is the songs are catchy and enjoyable like sure ex- mining some darkness but also good to listen to with the windows rolled down kind right of thing. Totally. yeah yeah thank you for that and you and you nailed that you know what I mean, and uh, cool. and on, on all of those things I mentioned are rad. You know what I mean. So it's yeah, like yeah. when you're like when you're like, <laughs> yeah. like when you're picking like like I'm not, like even like the biggest national fan, but like that guy's like talented as fuck. And like you know, and like it's and it's just like, but like sometimes those songs are just like so perfect and so hit it. And uh, you are from Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Um, what's in the water in Louisville? Because there's a lot of great music that has come out of that town yeah i mean uh there's a lot of poison in the water right we're in the sure sure in the ohio valley so all the uh the like you know tennessee ohio kentucky pollution just settles down here <laughs> that's right uh, that's yeah. right so, um uh yeah i don't know it's it's a it's a a pretty small town you know it's mm-hmm. it's very it's very centralized but we aren't extremely affected by the the trends and the things that happen in major cities and on coasts so we kind of just chart our own course we're a bunch of kind of isolated weirdos right on the edge of the south and we just make up our own adventures and that's always been the case with the bands i grew up loving and then my generation of music my brother and i make and 
it's it's very nice. I I've grown to really really appreciate the isolation that we have, which enables us to just always chart our own course. Sure, I love that. I was a, um, you know, I'm a big uh, I'm a big Elliot fan, a big Falling Forward fan, and okay. uh, um, like uh, I think those are some of the most underrated bands and in, in, in um, you know in, yeah. in in that genre of music. If you like those Elliot records are you know either like that first seven inch, and it's so absolutely fantastic. It was like such like a like a like a new era of something, and like it's just got to be fun to be from a place like that, which like. And, you know, I mean, it's just funny when there's like hot spots in this world, and like it's like it's like it's like Louisville, um, you know, like Manchester, like Jamaica, like all these like little places that just all of a sudden spawn this like, and it's kind of like what you're talking about. It's like it's like there's kind of like it's small, and it's like there's probably some depressiveness, and there's probably some like you know what I mean, and the poisoned water and all that stuff. And for some reason, like that all just is like a is like a is like a recipe for just like brilliant gravity influenced music. I don't know. It's, but no, absolutely. I think I think the less you're in, you're influenced by the the heartbeat of culture. I think when it trickles down to you that affects you more as an artist and i think there's also you know in, in la and new york the reality is there's a lot of like schmoozing and networking and industry and mm -hmm. parties and all this kind of shit and sometimes i know people that have moved here and they're like oh it's it's boring here there's not a lot of i mean for lack of a better way of saying it like you're not going to go be out tagging yourself with famous people right like right, you're, right, right. <laughs> you're just fucking building things and and you know me i'm out in my studio making art and music all the time and that's my focus versus trying to go out and you know when i when i when i go out i go out into the world i'm less focused on louisville when i'm out sure making music and touring and stuff yeah and like it's cool it's very uh incestuous in a way like you mentioned elliot i i am just starting a new band with chris who sang for mm -hmm. elliot and falling forward oh cool nice. <laughs> we've, had, we've had like six practices uh and so everybody is just very connected and, and it's it's really cool especially having grown up as like uh i grew up in a smaller town in kentucky and when i met all these people they were heroes to me and then 30 years later you just become contemporaries you become kind of part sure. of that and that's just so exciting to me still i'm still kind of a a nerd for all that stuff um, hell yeah yeah so it's really cool really appreciate it it's fun being a fan isn't it you know what i mean like it's fun staying yeah. a fan even like i'm still like a fan of stand-up you know and i mean i'm still a fan of of music and i'm still a fan of having people that are have been in great bands and stuff that I, we have on our on our show and it's like and it is funny to have like you know like you know like i'm having conversations with jay you know we just had jerry a from poison idea i had a poison idea yeah, yeah we we just you know i had a poison idea shirt it was like in the fifth grade you know i've been talking to dick lucas from the sub you and it, and like to have like you on and like from people from that and you're like now you're in a band like that falling forward like the the first like seven inch and that first album like are seriously some of like like some of the best of that music like ever met like that like intensity and like i i i i would tell everybody listening to the show if you like any type of like alternative punk emo blah 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 blah, blah music go listen to the following forward stuff is very unsung and it was just absolutely they rode that like 
it's about to pop it's about to pop energy like throughout the entire entire stuff and it's great and uh and it is amazing to like yeah, now we're now we're all like doing the stuff together and that's uh that's really what's uh amazing about art and and all that so um cheers to you man for um putting out great shit and uh and doing the good stuff Thanks. one of the things yeah. i just wanted to mention this because one of the things that got me about when so graham was the one that introduced us to photo crime or at least me like when he threw it out there i was like oh shit i've never you know i've never heard of you guys so i listened to it and i'm like for anybody that's just listening you have a wall of guitars behind you and like i am i'm a huge guitar fan like in general just guitars to me are like the perfect instrument because you can do so many different things with them and it spreads across so many different genres but as soon as i popped you know photo crime on that was the first thing that like just immediately hit me was the guitar playing so the fact that you're the guitar player and the singer dude Oh. <laughs> you are you are very good at what you do <laughs> oh shit yeah. thank you yeah. well yeah. speaking of um i want to go back a little before photo crime and just touch on coliseum which is how i originally knew you through mm -hmm. um <clears throat> actually i i grabbed this i, I have this split yes, that you did nice. with young yep. widows yeah um and since that since skyline fucker i was like oh shit this band is fucking different like it wasn't hardcore but it was i was told this is a hardcore band i was like okay but it wasn't exactly it was like a hardcore band and not like metal it was like rock hardcore but rock being like all the cool tricks from every like other field of rock and like blending it all in and like you you just had like really groovy shit and then cool little like turns and stuff that just always kept me like and and you you grew too you like towards the end of the stuff it was a little moodier and stuff and dark, and I, it's just so good so um yeah if you can tell us a little bit about coliseum so well, i found out about you in 2006 i guess <laughs> cool well yeah thank you for all that i mean uh yeah that was a band i did from uh it formed in late 2003 and then we ended in late 2015 so it was a huge part of my life you know i'd done a lot of bands prior to that for short periods of time put out records did tours and those bands always kind of broke up like one person you know a drummer would quit and that would be the end of the band or whatever and so with Coliseum, it's always thought, drummers man you know <laughs> they're hard to nail down for sure they're Coliseum hard to find drummers. a good one too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. they all well, tell you they're the best <laughs> photocrime doesn't have a drummer you know we're a drum machine band right you're like i'll fix this yeah <laughs> So I felt like I needed to chart my own course, right? Like I needed to, with, with Coliseum, I wanted to be the singer and guitar player and songwriter. And that when someone else tried to pull the rug out from under me, I could continue to do that. And I did. And we played a, we played just shy of a thousand shows wow. and oh, wow. put out five albums. I mean, we, we toured relentlessly and put out music relentlessly. And it was, it was very, very fulfilling and very amazing and um opened me up to the world and to to every pretty much every good thing in my life but it was hard it was grueling right you know so by the end it was like i think we had just ground ourselves into the ground where i could only see the work and i had to kind of step away from it to see the the beauty of all of it which finally after about like a year or so away from it once i'd started photo crime i could really appreciate what coliseum did 
but yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. I mean, we started as a very raw, like, you know, motorhead discharge av scum. Like we were really into Scandinavian hardcore and, and things like peg boy and, and, and like, yeah. uh, poison idea, like melodic punk, sure. chunky riff, you know, punk rock, hardcore. And then as time went on, we became more melodic and there's almost two eras to the band. Like this record called no salvation was our second full length. And that was our craziest record. Yeah. And after that, we kind of <laughs> reset and became like a more melodic and kind of went in this melodic path that kind of ended up having a lot of post-punk influences. Yeah. Like sister of, faith and, and, uh, yeah. uh, uh, anxiety's kiss and stuff. Yes. So good. And those two. Cool. Yeah, Thank you. Great too. And, and yeah, they're totally like almost separate bands, but you can see the, the flip sort of at the same time, like while it goes, it's great. It was interesting because as we became more melodic, I think our, our early fan base, at least some of them thought we'd really become wimpy. And now <laughs> I listen back to those records and they are heavy. I mean, there are mm -hmm. heavy and ripping songs yeah. on, on all those records. I mean, sister face starts with two songs that are just like, just tear the roof off the place. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's fun. I, I'm really, really proud of it and, and stoked on it. And it's been, it was a, a wonderful experience. So rad. Okay. So, um, moving on to claws, tell us yeah. how claws came about <laughs> and how, and how cat punks magic or yeah, cat so, magic punks. Cat magic punks. <laughs> yeah. So that all actually came from Coliseum. I made a, a shirt with my cat Willie sitting on a skull. It was a Coliseum shirt and it became super popular. We just sold tons of them and, and I would have things where people would be like, I was wearing that shirt at the mall and like all these like young girls came up and were like, where did you get that shirt? And just that kind of thing where it was like, it was really reaching people beyond our world. So I decided to start cat magic punks and make some shirts with, with my cats and with other cat art and something that was not tied down to any band. Like I've designed lots of record covers for bands for my own bands and other bands i mean hundreds of record covers thousands of shirts it's really fulfilling but i was like i should do band shirts but without a band logo you know <laughs> right and so that was cat magic punks and it, and it was doing really well and then at some point along the lines you know just being pissed off about racism and racist cops or whatever the fuck you know Mm -hmm. shit is going on all the time everything yeah <laughs> yeah claws just popped in my head and it and it's a very classic punk thing you know there's always that that kind of like dri or or right. you know gloss or just all you sure. know all these great band names and and claws was like cat lovers against white supremacy like how how did i invent that right you know? <laughs> it was like one of those things i'm like this I, for a couple of years, I kept waiting for someone else to go. Hey, that's my thing, and it it really is my fucking thing. I own the fucking copyright, right? So yeah. it, that and that became bigger than anything I've done. Where it just went wild, and I've raised tons of money for anti-racist groups. Right now, the uh, the donations from Claws go to the Southern Poverty Law Center, who like you know tracks and 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 works against white supremacist groups in the country and so yeah it's just been really wild so cat magic punks is is this beautiful thing that i make whatever art hits me and i put it out and it reaches people and and whenever i have a 
something that I'm feeling very strongly about. I make assured about that. I'm able to raise money, you know, with that. It's it's kind of wild. And it's like, you're a, well, I wouldn't say a rare person. A lot of people that know my music know this and follow it, but it's it's also like way more popular than any music I've ever done. And mostly with people that don't know anything about my music or don't right. like punks or <laughs> whatever. So it's kind of wild. It's every once in a while, somebody in like the music world is like, like a label that says, how do we get all the Cat Magic Punks fans to become photo crime fans? And I'm like, <laughs> we can't do it. You know, I'm not, I'm not cute like a cat is, you know? Like, just, so, um, I don't know. You're all right. But like, uh, it's, but it's beautiful, actually. It's kind of amazing because my face isn't front and center, right? Like in, in music, you're always promoting your like yourself in a way you know you you can't you can't just promote the the art you have to be hey i'm the singer i'm the songwriter i'm here's my photo here's my fucking feelings all that kind of shit right <laughs> with cat magic punks like most people don't know who the fuck i am i don't post my photo on the instagram like if you go to the about us on the site you find out who i am but it's not about me it's not a cult of personality for me and that's that's really wonderful and and relieving you know and the fact that it's become a huge part of my living is just amazing i mean I, i've i've made I've, I've worked in punk and in indie music forever for a long time but to kind of have a be making a living partially as a visual artist solely is really really awesome too so sorry that's a long super cool. story no yeah, no 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 it's so, no it's a great and it's so it's such a good cause and there's such good shirts. I, I honestly, everybody go to the website and check out their shirts. They've got a bunch of different amazing designs and they're all, there's one I almost got is the, the this cat claws fascists. That's a great yeah. one. <laughs> like, Thank you. Um, and if you, and if you like dogs, there's a pause, there's a puppy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, so it, it got me thinking about a bunch of cool ones you could do. <laughs> i uh, i like i like um i have on my my probably best stand-up bit is about liking both cats and dogs and like it's um you know because they both should be paid the same and i like i <laughs> and uh so i like that you gave dogs the uh some some love too i uh i am a dog owner i'm actually allergic to cats um but i love cats and i've loved cats my whole life it was just always uh they make my eyes swell shut though like they yeah it's it's, it's, That's it's, rough. it's it's a real it's a real thing you know what i mean and it's like yeah uh, i mean when i was around graham's cats i all of a sudden like it felt like i had glass in my eyes remember and um it's, yeah, it was a be, i'm allergic too but i uh, it's not as bad as you i, if I, I couldn't yeah. see every time it'd be tough so and i think that it's really great to take that especially coming from like uh like like you know heavier music and you know like a you know darker themed countercultures and things like that and be like ah we love cats we love dogs we hate racists you know what i mean like it's yeah. like we're actually <laughs> like the, we're the we're the good people really at the right. end of the day we're the good people and like i don't care what else you say but we're gonna be like no nah, we love our pets we don't like racists like that's uh you know um that's kind uh, of a perfect mixture of things yeah it really honestly is. It, it, really, it really is and uh so yeah so uh you win cool award by the way <laughs> yeah, for um uh, for coming up with that and uh and being in cool bands and uh you know like uh, and handling stuff so good so seriously i feel Thank like you. Graham. i feel like graham walking around brooklyn with that shirt 
like there's got to be people that just look at you and be like i am also a cat lover that fucking hates <laughs> <Yeah, cats. yeah. laughs> It's amazing that I like cats and I hate white, white supremacy. <laughs> and I'm against white supremacy. I love that shirt. That's great. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, you know your horror very well, as as we can as we heard. But um, <clears throat> is there anything that you've been like digging lately? Have you seen recently that you dug? Uh, I should have prepared a little more. I'm trying to think. Oh, that that's I, okay. That I, I didn't really. Um, Do we look like I, we have well, plans? Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, uh, I did really enjoy the new Evil Dead movie. Yes, I, I did saw too. It in the theater, yeah. it was good. Um, I had low expectations. Uh, my friend that I went and saw with, he really loved the, the previous one, the Jane Levy one. I don't remember what year it was. Uh, uh, the remake, the early, yeah, yeah whatever, twenty thirteen, yeah, yeah, twenty thirteen, yeah, twenty thirteen, yeah. And and I rewatched it afterwards, and I have to say, I'm not a huge, huge fan of it. Like, I think the gore is pretty good but I, I it doesn't quite grab me but the new one i liked it it just went to some insane places and it was yeah <laughs> pretty it was pretty good um i'm sure i've seen some other great stuff lately but yeah i'm sure as we talk something else will pop into my mind i think the new one the maternal aspect of the new one also is one that i think snags people a little bit yeah. more because you got that aspect of it where she turns on her kids which is kind of like that at its core is fucked up and yeah. like the one in 2013 like the one i love the one in 2013 but i also do get why some people don't like it or even don't like it as much because it's a very simple story like it's a very simple evil dead film take the chick up to the cabin in the woods <laughs> to detox from the heroin uh-oh deadites <laughs> like, <you laughs> right, know? exactly it just that's that's the whole thing and then they were just like we're gonna make this gross <laughs> and right. that they did they did it was wet and gross right it was and really sticky and it. slimy right. yeah. um one but i thing, also like okay. oh go ahead well i was gonna say one thought i had with the new one and versus the 2013 with 2013 one not a lot of humor you know which, no, which not, i think like zero did, right but like it's kind of I funny when she'd lick the knife and split her tongue in half. That <laughs> yes. was kind of funny. <laughs> but like, you know, and and I, I know the original wasn't intended to have the same type of slapstick, but it has a it has a, a, a skewed perspective, and I and I like that the deadites in the original, at least the first two, well, all of them, all three, are they're pester they pester you, you know, they're kind of poltergeist. They're they're laughing at you, they're sure. teasing you. And I like that there was some aspect of that in the new one. I like there was a little bit of humor. And I like that they fucked the kids up because that was really <laughs> pretty amazing to see. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. <laughs> but I did wish that one of my only complaints was I wished like the 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 mirrors and, and pictures on the walls were shaking. And there was a little more of that, like a, just a little bit of that kind of overall teasing aspect I would have appreciated more but I thought it was it was pretty damn good honestly I had I had low expectations and I was I was pretty stoked on it I have to mention this because it's going to loop into what we were talking about just before is it not awesome that they teased the cat throughout the whole movie and the cat survived the yes. cat did not get dead-eyed <laughs> the cat did not do anything right. that cat was just like i'm getting the fuck out of here like, <laughs> yeah. that cat left <laughs> and that i do love great. i love that the director also confirmed that yes in fact the cat did survive yeah, he's nice. just like yeah the cat was safe <laughs> yeah we're good we're, we're good on the cat um, um well, yeah, i, I am one of those rare people though that like that um 
like and people get mad at me for this uh but i i think that um like like horror movie dogs are the unsung heroes like you know what i mean like like they die and everybody gets upset but i'm like they're like they're doing the deal you know what i mean like they're they're like like they're frontline warriors that's like yeah. dogs they're like you know what i mean like that's like they're programmed you know what i mean they love that stuff like i have two dogs and like and they they are without a doubt like the most the best friends i've ever had you know what i mean like they they will go like i have and i have like insane friends you know and, like i have people who are who are crazy and who have your back but there's at least like a thought in their place but like like i have a german shepherd that like pretty much like <laughs> will kill the male person you know what i mean like it like you're like nope nope you know what i mean and so like i can't you know like like when people get upset about the dogs in the movies i'm like yeah but they did they went there you know we hide under things that dogs go you know what i mean yeah. and i gotta give them <laughs> oh, i give them i give them credit for the for the for the heroics you know what i mean for sure <laughs> Well, we're in like uh, the last two years have been, I think, unreal for uh, horror, um, like Terrifier to uh, did you see? Did, are you in any of like the Korean horror? Uh, like what? What movies? Like uh, like Parasite, like um, I mean, I'm uh, a, I'm a Train huge, to Busan. I do like Train to Busan for sure. I mean, I'm a huge uh park chan wook fan yep. I'm, I'm more of a fan of his than uh bong joon ho i thought parasite was good but i'm like uh it's not quite horror really but i'm i'm a i'm a fanatic fan of like park chan wook's handmaiden uh, that decision yep. to leave was really amazing yeah. yep. and uh old boy is playing here next week yep. uh, the reissue i'm really stoked to see that yeah again so uh and i but yeah, I don't know other. I'm sure I'm spacing on other Korean horror that I've loved, but yeah. Uh, well, Asian Project horror. Wolf Haunting is the is the big one, I think. Okay, the, the one that's that. really blown me away. Project Wolf Hunting. Jonas uh, hipped me to this. It's it's the well, Jonas, you tell it. You you told me about it. Yeah, Project Wolf Hunting is a little bit of a mixture of like Predator with some Con Air on a shipping container. Mm -hmm mixed with <laughs> a little bit of like fuck what would you what would you say the dead, dead, a little, dead, a little like, bit of the sadness like yeah, there's a little, little bit of the sadness going a little on. bit of sadness a little evil that, dead a lot of a lot of just like unnecessary murder the basic yeah the, the basic <laughs> two and a half tons of blood was used yeah yeah okay. the basic gist of the story is that there's a bunch of criminals that are put onto the shipping container to go from uh, terrible criminals just too. the worst criminals like if you can think of shitty criminals these ones are worse than that so they're on this <laughs> shipping container and there's a thing that will remain unnamed on that shipping container that eventually wakes up and doesn't fucking like anybody on that shipping container so <laughs> okay and it's yeah. been a war on that and that boat up until that dude shows yeah. up <laughs> yeah <laughs> like the okay. most guns and knives i've ever seen in, on a boat <laughs> shit this sounds right up my alley yeah it's it's, it's very yeah, good it's, it's very, very cool good. it's very good. all right i'll check it out that's amazing um you get into are you into uh you know a24 and uh more of the the hipster horror stuff the artsy uh, stuff somewhat you know like i liked hereditary a lot mm -hmm. uh um I haven't. I don't know. Like, what? Tell me some other 
What are the other? Well, the most, uh, yeah, the, yeah. the most most recent one would be like "Talk to Me." Would be that just came out, and I haven't seen it, but I've read that it's great. It's it is yeah. It's uh, it's one of the better movies I've seen in a while. Really, it's like it's got like a twenty fours like gravity, but it's also pretty like. But it's a little bit more like a pedestrian horror movie than you know. There's no like 25 minutes of eating a pie, you know what right. I mean? Like it's like it's like it's <laughs> like I mean, and like I'm I'm there for all that because like whatever, it's just art and it's just like and, and you know what I mean? I like like people taking chances and making art, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Even if I even if I don't like it, like I can respect like you know like Skin and Marink. Like I tried to watch it, not my jam, but I'm glad somebody did it. You know what I mean? That kind of that's yeah. how I feel about it. And uh, <laughs> um, but like. Uh, but like uh talk to me is more of like a more traditional horror film um, okay. in, in that regard but um so it's uh um you know real approachable and uh but it is uh it's australian and uh you know they, they do good shit in australia you know they, what i mean like yes. yeah we uh we have a we have a pretty big australian uh, fan base which actually did really good in the last week i'll get to that later um yeah. but um but both new zealand and australian uh, were big fans of and the it's like it's like that down there like 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 it's like it's like the, the instead of music they're making like amazing movies and art and you know what i mean like there's yeah. just something in the water there that they're like they're making some pretty good music too well, they make fine music too. Yes, they make fine <laughs> music too. Yeah, I'm just saying, so yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, like, uh, you know, I was always a big Rose Tassie fan. Um, but it's a, but it's a, but they are, uh, but like the movies from there are really good. And, uh, and talk to me is in that, in that vein. Okay. And, um, so, yeah. So um, just, I just, I want to mention this because we're asking about H24 movies. I actually just was out of curiosity because like they weren't necessarily coming to my head fully. But I was like, oh, shit, there's actually a lot of A24, like, just bangers of movies. Um, just some standouts on here from A24. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Bodies, bodies, favorites. bodies. Yeah, that's one of the top ones. Uh, the Black Coat's Daughter was one of their earliest yes, ones. That's a great and one. It's a fantastic one. Uh, the Witch, In Fabric, St. Maud, um, A Ghost Story, which I thought was cool. Some people didn't like that one. I thought that was dope. That was uh, the pie. That's the pie. That's the pie eating one. Yeah. Uh, yep. That is uh, Lamb, which is a very interesting um, yeah. Norwegian film. Um, and yeah, Climax, which is one of my favorites. Which really Climax fucks. is great. Yeah, Climax fucks with a lot of people. That one's a Gaspar Noé film. Yeah, that one I love. But a lot of people are just like that one. A lot of people get halfway through that one and they're like, I don't fucking know if I can make it all the way through this. <laughs> like I'm like, that's a Gaspar Noé film for you. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah, A24 definitely has some great ones. And then The Lighthouse, which is not my favorite, but a lot of people love that one. Yeah, I dug The Lighthouse. I mean, I love The Witch, of course, when it came out. I mean, that was really awesome. Um, yeah. I don't know if A24 released Raw, but that 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 was one Ooh, of my... Raw's great. That, that, Raw's so Raw great. and Titan, yeah. uh, right. her follow-up to that with the cars. Oh, and my God. Really yes. amazing. Yes. <laughs> like, that movie, when, when she's killing everybody at the, the house... Yeah, beginning and i was like this movie is fucked up and then it you know i was i was gearing up for this is one of the all-time great fucked up movies and then it just went in such a different direction and it continued to be one of the most fucked up movies ever. <laughs> yeah. it's not how i expected yeah i i loved that movie that was but yeah yeah raw when, and, and hell yeah it went into full automobile body horror which was yeah. just like yes. that wasn't a thing i knew i wanted in my life but then i was just like <laughs> now i now i totally yeah. want that <laughs> like weird fireman 
I don't know. Just like <laughs> everything was was amazing. Yeah, great, great movie. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I love the witch. I, I love the witch too. Listen, we're on this witch. Uh, I just rewatched it. I actually just got a black Phillip tattoo. Um, yes. Um, yes, but uh, yes, I did. Um, and it's uh, I'm a very big fan of it. Uh, shout out to Jerry Ware at Atlas Tattoo in Portland, Oregon. Great guy. Uh, great, great artist. Um, um, I you know rewatched it and I've seen it a few times and I had seen it in the theater, but it's still so good. Like it's actually like I think better now that I'm like I'm watching it later. Like I feel like I, I know Jonas just did a rewatch. He was always kind of critical of it, but he just did a rewatch of the witch. And I used to hate it, and now I like it a lot. After <laughs> oh, I didn't know that you switched. Yeah, yeah I rewatched yeah. it Excellent and I was work. like, I came back around. Now I actually really like Excellent. this. But yeah, yeah, it's yeah. pretty rad. Yeah, I used to hate it vehemently. <laughs> you did. <laughs> yes. I just try to say critical, just to not put like really. Like, I hated uh, the shit out of that movie, Ryan. Yeah. You know, yeah, I but, <laughs> but like, but you know, like you know, like you got to give him credit. Like, I mean, for that dude's first movie, he's like, kill a baby in the first like seven minutes, yeah. of it. and uh, you know, and uh, <laughs> like, let's just go ahead and just do that. You know what I mean? So, you know, you're always gonna win points if you knock off a baby. <laughs> right with us with our with, you know, I, love, and I, and I, I love babies you know what i mean starts but with like, jaws you know yeah, well, yeah right. not even babies yeah. children <laughs> children uh, starts with jaws and, and and yeah the recent uh evil dead rise <laughs> they're just adding kids to kill them is pretty right. great um you said you liked street trash which is one of my absolute all-time favorites i rewatch that almost monthly uh, for no good reason uh, probably why I'm fucked up. But um, <laughs> have you seen Fried Berry? I've not seen Fried Berry. No, what is was that? So Ryan Kruger, another Ryan. Uh, he directed. He's uh, from Cape Town, South Africa, and he directed Fried Berry, which is a. <clears throat> it's about a, a junkie who gets his body taken over by aliens, and the aliens take his body on a joyride through Cape Town, and it's okay. fucking bonkers yeah. and wonderful. We loved it. We had him on an early episode because we were just like, this movie's insane. Um, and I saw him on Joe Bob, or Joe Bob was actually just talking about him. And he was like, this guy will do any interview or something. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to try and put that to the test. And it works. But um, he's redoing Street Trash right now. Oh, and okay. I'm beyond excited because I'm pro remake. I'm fine with remakes. It's never ruined a movie I liked. Um, and, and I've enjoyed most of them actually but uh street trash i think is a perfect movie like to redo like and to set it in a new place with like a new kind of angle but it's the same type of story and everything um apparently so i'm i'm very excited about that but i recommend fried berry okay yeah it check it out and yeah, to get awesome. excited about a remake <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I understand. I never thought about it, but that is a great movie to remake because it's not like there's a specific actor. I mean, it, it's a it's a vibe, you know. It's a specter, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a like, vibe. That's yeah. It's like you're not thinking of like a a specific, you know, setting or mise en scene or fucking screenwriting. It's just an experience. So that you know, to yeah. try to recapture that experience would be amazing. Yeah, that could be cool. Yeah. Since we're since we're mentioning a remake, especially of a particularly splattery, gross movie, I have a roundtable question for everybody. Uh, uh, are we ex are we excited about the new Toxic Avenger remake? Hundred percent. I'm fucking a thousand way percent. Yeah, I'm way excited, and I'll tell you exactly why. Because Macon Blair is the director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's exactly why I'm very excited about this. That yeah. plus Peter Dinklage playing Toxie. Yeah, 
that yeah. is just that's brilliant. the icing. Yeah, that is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what are you thinking? Uh, Other I, Ryan, <laughs> which Ryan? Uh, you, Ryan. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's going to be amazing. I like to see Dinklage doing because you know Dinklage is kind of a serious dude. You know what I mean? Like whenever you see him interviewed or anything like that, he's like, you know, he's super very serious. serious. He's very serious. And, you know, and, uh, you know, he, uh, um, you know, he, there's a lot of roles he wouldn't take that were, you know, munchkin roles and shit like that. So fucking hats off to him for being like true to art. You know what I mean? I mean, like, you know what I mean? And not, and not doing that because like we can fully have, uh, you know, a, a person of his, you know, you know, stature without, having them in those roles you know and so i i I'm, but i'm excited to see him in something like absurd because even yeah. though like like an elf like an elf was absurd but he was serious as a fucking heart attack and i mean he was hilarious you know what i mean right. but yeah. like you know with 27 plasma screens uh you know i mean <laughs> he was uh he was um he was you know um but it was uh you know but he was but like so i i'm excited to see dinklage doing that of course making blair doing doing anything uh, anything really. and taking <laughs> into, I, I enjoy watching and it's really like where the failure of uh i'm, I'm gonna finish that sentence in a second it's, it's where the failure of like like freddie versus jason was and stuff like that is they didn't get directors who cared about the the, the thing you know yeah, what i mean and like material. the source yeah. material and like and like you can hate jj abram star treks but i think they're pretty good because jj abram grew up watching star trek you know what i mean they're i don't fun. think they're good they're, they're fun. fun i don't think they're great yeah. but like but they are uh they are i believe in the in the spirit of star right. trek you know and uh, you know in the original star trek movies weren't that great either um but it's um <laughs> you know, I, mean, I mean i'm you know um uh, so I, I just think that like we we want to take so you know like when, if we're going to take like a property like toxic adventure you know what i mean which is like kind of unfuckable with you know what i mean like yeah. it's like i mean it's like it's it is really like a like a you know like in my era like you know like as a kid like like you know cross the nukem high and surf nazis must die and toxic avenger and all that shit were like you know like it was an extreme of movies as you were going to watch you know what i mean at the time and and in true that and, shit was the grail too yeah like, <laughs> like getting like, right. those movies exactly and all the all the, all the kaufman trauma stuff is just you know like focused on um is 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 good and i mean it's not good but it's it's art and and um so i think <laughs> like if you're going to take something like that it's got to be in the hands of somebody who gets that and not somebody who just makes movies for a living do you know what i mean right. like it's oh, yeah. like 100 like, and that's like why like the the bad remakes happen like uh, like robocop like the robocop remakes you know robocop's my favorite i've said it in this a million times which is for our guests and for people who are listening now robocop's my favorite movie of all time and unfortunately when they remade it they just couldn't get what was great i mean the, the movie isn't great because it's a dead i mean that's great a dead cop but it but it's a, a dead <laughs> turn into a robot that's not what makes it great what makes it great is like the movie itself you know what i mean like the the thing that they did like the what like it was just cool like point break is not a good movie 
but it was fun as fuck and we all loved it because keanu was cool and patrick swayze was super cool when patrick swayze is jumping out that window and he's jumping out of the plane and he's doing like grabbing his legs in the air and all that so you know i mean they're like, this is the coolest shit ever and they're like well let's remake it and make it like kind of serious and you're like well, you you didn't get it you know what i mean like you didn't get like what was good here so um ho- hopefully uh, with Toxic Avenger, it's not like they can ruin Toxic Avenger for me because I think it's unruinable. But like, but I hope that just for the sake of art, that they they you know they uh, don't Michael Bay it. Oh, that would be <laughs> okay. That that immediately makes me get a visual of something so horrible. But they, I I will say this: that's luckily Lloyd Kaufman has like a lot of voice in this one. Apparently, like he's executive producing it, and he's actually got a lot of input on the actual film. Plus, with you know, with Macon Blair being put into it, like as the director, that puts it in very very good hands. Um, real quick though, Ryan, you know what the worst part of the RoboCop remake was? Uh, it was when I, it started I, and when it finished. No, when it finished was the best. It wasn't finished, finished was the best, right? But yeah. I don't appreciate any movie that puts Samuel L. Jackson in it, in it and doesn't allow him to say motherfucker. Yeah, it's true. Like, you got <laughs> it. Like any, you don't do that. You have to allow him to say it. What a, what a waste uh, of Ryan, movie. Wait, Ryan, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's great. Actually, I, you guys might be shocked. I've never seen Toxic Avenger. Mm. I've never. Oh, you'd love I it. I don't <laughs> think I've watched any trauma movie entirely. Maybe Class of Newcomb High. Because I, I feel like when I was a kid, that I, I like the cheapness of those. I was like, uh, you know, like when I was discovering Evil Dead and like yeah. and, and the tongue in cheek. I mean, it's like they were they're such a part of of my consciousness as like an eight you know late 80s early 90s cult video kid mm-hmm. and i am sure, sure i know i've watched like trauma documentaries and I, I, lloyd kaufman i love anytime he shows up in a documentary to just talk about money oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, um that's all he, you know he's, it made some money you know he's that kind of classic guy yeah. yeah but uh i think it's awesome i loved i don't feel at home in this world anymore so much yeah and so much there's only and he fucking did david fucking yow yeah i mean that's like one of those comfort movies you can just watch yeah. over and over and you know and of course his part in blue ruin and and green room and and like I, he popped up he's an oppenheimer i don't know because yeah, yeah. i heard but i, I heard. was pumped to see him in there like kind of shaking it up with like these big actors and uh, so yeah i'm pumped and, and dinklage is amazing i mean ever since like the station agent you know when i saw that he's like just an all-time great actor so yeah. yeah i'm I'm very excited about that like I, I it's funny like i know it's kind of not quite a horror but like i don't feel at home in this world anymore is one of those like what a travesty that it was just dumped on netflix at like yeah you know, it's like, one of netflix. the rare netflix movies that it's actually would have benefited from being off of netflix a lot yeah yeah i mean i don't even know is i don't even know if there's a physical copy available to purchase or anything Jeez, I don't know. I don't, I don't think know. there is. Yeah, yeah it's like I don't could just delete that one day and we could never see it again. And, oh. and it is it's truly a, a like an all-timer, one of those of that type of movie. Yeah. So Agreed. I'm pumped. I'm pumped for it. Yeah. But I mean, we have to give credit where credit's due to uh, you know, uh Melanie Linsky is uh yeah. is so fantastic. fantastic. New Zealander, yeah. New Zealander, shout out to New Zealand. Um mm-hmm. And uh, why am I forgetting his name? Um, the most the, the Elijah other, Wood. Elijah Wood. Yeah, it's yes. like um, like Elijah Wood is uh, 
he loves horror and you yeah. you can tell it yeah and, and i just i'm really a big fan of elijah wood and uh so i'm so I'm, now i'm just forgetting gigantic movie stars names um and uh kevin bacon's in it too harry potter what's harry potter's name daniel oh, radcliffe daniel, daniel radcliffe. radcliffe daniel radcliffe and elijah wood give them both a lot of credit because they were in major 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 franchises right they were like yeah Buzz, you know what i mean the and they biggest, and they could have just name. like like i mean i'd like to be their agent they're like really uh, uh, okay um you know that i could be making a bazillion dollars off of you but instead of making 75 bucks uh um, yeah. you know what i mean like on on these like weird ass horror movies uh you know what i mean it's like, like yeah it, you, you know you're harry potter right you don't have to be a farting <laughs> corpse like you can just <laughs> you're elijah That's wood so, you don't have to do like dude, what was that uh, what's like uh, call me daddy or what's that movie where yeah, yeah. Come, to come, come, to come to daddy, daddy. Oh, come to daddy yeah. that's yeah, movie's, so great movie yeah. that movie's yeah. so fantastic and it's like yeah. i love that that movie's like four movies in a row it just keeps getting weirder it starts kind of mm-hmm. like normal and then like shit just keeps happening and by the end you're like well, like, like, who the yeah. fuck wrote this uh you know like the, the one person write this whole movie um but it's um, maniac yeah Dude, like man- him him doing right. maniac elijah wood doing maniac fucking what you're like you're like i don't know it's just like i just give those guys credit because like they're just about craft you know what i mean you have to be at that level you know i mean uh, you know daniel radcliffe is in guns akimbo uh shout out to jason howden a friend of the show um great dude um and uh, you know i mean like like i just don't know how you sign up for that movie after you've been (laughs) you've been like gigantic you know what i mean i don't know (laughs) bullshit yeah, uh, is there anything coming out that you're looking forward to? Oh man. Um again, I'm I have space. Like I my you guys gotta jog my brain. I'm like, if I don't have a list in front of me, I'm trying to think of what I'm looking forward to. So there's there's a few movies that have come out that might still be in theaters or are just coming out of theaters that are newer this ones. Year, yeah. Anything like, this year. So, Cobweb is one that was out that has I want to uh, see that. It's very good. It's very very good. Um has one of the coolest final acts of a movie that I've seen in a long time. It's one of those ones where it builds up to you don't know what the fuck's going to happen and then the third act happens you're like, "Well, I didn't think that was going to fucking happen." But like it's it's very fun. Um there's that. There is um A24 is also pumping out some new stuff by the end of the year too. Bo's Afraid just came out like on physical media and that was Ari Aster's newest movie which is a complete mindfuck um Toxic Avenger I think is actually one of the biggest ones that's like upcoming that is kind of getting the most um fanfare of a just straight up horror movie to be really honest because it's like it's such a drastic shift from what the source material was both in cast and also just, you know, from what they're doing, they're doing an essentially a big budget remake of it. So I think that's the one that's been dominating most of the upcoming horror stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm spacing on other, other things that I... Did, did you see do you, any Cronenberg? Yeah, you, oh, you know what? Fan? I did. I, I am a Cronenberg fan. I did enjoy Crimes of the Future. And I, I speaking of Brandon Cronenberg, mm-hmm. I just saw Infinity Pool the other day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I uh I I've not watched his other two movies. Everybody told me Possessor is really awesome. Oh, Possessor is really absolutely unreal. That's one okay. of my favorites. And Infinity Pool was great. I thought it was so cool. It was um, fucking awesome. I it, it, yeah. it looked beautiful. So cool. And it it 
it kind of hit all the spots. It kind of had a little bit of that like Mandy beyond the black rainbow yeah. psychedelia, but it also had like one of my favorite authors is Paul Bowles and all his films mm -hmm. or, or his books are about like, you know, rich Americans traveling into Northern Africa and getting fucked up. Yeah. And this just felt like that kind of tale, <laughs> sure. you know, like, like yeah. I love, uh, I love like an elitist destruction movie, you know? And, and uh, that was, that was fucking good and really fucked up. Yeah. That was awesome. I was super pumped on that. If you liked oh, Infinity yeah. Room, you're really, really, really going to love Possessor. Like, okay. I mean, like, I love Infinity Room. I think Infinity Room is as close cool. to, like, like, uh, like I love it. It's great. But Possessor, like, Possessor is a, uh, okay. it's, it's a, it's, it's a, a maybe, beast. It's a maybe a little closer to, uh, to Dad Cronenberg. Um, okay. but yeah, it's, uh, it, it it, I don't know it, if there's much an idea, though. I think their ideas are very, like, in the same realm and almost universe in who they're attacking yeah. but um but yes yeah okay i love and, andrea riseborough so i yeah. i can't wait for that like i did yeah, just I, yeah I, dude i don't know why i missed it scanner so nice there you go <laughs> i got awesome. a scanner tattoo too. and uh Classic. and the fly released uh 37 years ago today oh wow. yeah oh today yeah today. nice so, also uh, beetlejuice 2 is finally being made which i am way into that's yeah, that's where my that's my tattoo <laughs> mine's the beetlejuice panda but nice. um but yeah beetlejuice 2 is tattoo. fully you do <laughs> yeah yes yeah. um and that one actually it's funny because they recreated the entire house from beetlejuice um in west virginia and they put it back up and like everybody's driving by it like holy shit the house is back that's and, like, cool I, I would love for tim burton to kind of return to form yeah we yeah that. that would be really wonderful yeah, that would be, um, it would be like if he could pull out something like, you know, I mean, that isn't absolutely like maybe Johnny Depp won't be in it. And maybe, um, um, who's the other person he puts in all his movies? Helena Bottom Carter. I don't think she does his movies anymore. So, like, uh, so maybe that'll right. be, that'll be Johnny Depp will probably show up just somewhere because right. he fucking does that with Tim Burton movies. Yeah. Um, Burton. Burton needs CGI to just be taken out of his hands. Like once <laughs> it's mean, true. He could be the worst offender of like an amazing tactile filmmaker who once CGI became a tool, he just abused it to the point where it just became off trash. Yeah. yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. I think also um, there was just real quick. If you're a Nicolas Cage fan, there's a movie that came out like just, I think it was like three, four weeks ago uh, that flew completely under the radar and it's really fun it's called sympathy for the devil and it's i nicholas, heard about that it's nicholas cage going absolutely batshit insane nicholas cage yet again but it's like some of his best crazy nicholas cage okay. and it's a really really fun like slow burn like confined into one space type of a type of a um horror thriller because it's most of it takes place in a car between him and the person he's making drive him around. And then there's like two other set pieces, but the majority okay. of it is just these two going back and forth in a very like fucked up way to the point where you're like, who is this dude? Like he just showed up in, it's got a really good third act. It's got a really good twist in the ending. Um, lots of cool stuff, but yeah, Nicholas cage just gets to chew that movie up to bits. Like it's nice. fantastic. <laughs> I have to admit, I, I kind of liked Renfield. I mean, I thought it was Renfield. Oh, yeah, so yeah, great! Fun. <laughs> I, I was shocked. I expected it to be total trash. 
Yeah, it reminded me of Paul Rubens for some reason throughout it too. I don't know what yeah. it was. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, that's good. That's a good. That's a good call. Rest in peace, that Paul is. Rubens. Um, yeah. And um, I don't know, like ska gangs. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Kind of yeah. Cool. Cool. I, I want to start a ska yeah. gang, a ska like criminal gang. You know what I mean? Like we we write specials lyrics on the walls and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like it'll be. I mean, like that's good. I'm down for. It. I'm here for that. Redfield um, was legitimately fun. Like that was one yes. of those movies where like I went into it not really knowing what to expect aside from Nicolas Cage playing Dracula, which I was fully on board for. But then when I actually saw the movie, I was like, oh yeah, they okay. They leaned into it and made this just like a really fun Dracula movie. Like just so over the top in and the I, best ways. I love Nicholas Holt uh, since yeah, yeah. since fucking Mad Max as Nux, you know, yeah. uh, and then all the way up to the menu where he was fucking pitch perfect. Yeah, he's he's great. Um, and Ringfield was wow. gory. I was shocked by how gory. <laughs> gory. I was super gory. Like horror comedy. It was it was pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like he ripped a person's arm off and then threw that severed arm through the chest of another person. <laughs> yes. like, that was pretty great. Yeah, and I was yeah. just like, "This is I like this. This is this is fun." <laughs> John Wick was like, "Damn, dude, that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's like somebody needs to kick you down a staircase that never fucking ends." Like, <laughs> well, Ryan, you uh, you win at uh, being all the cool stuff. You uh, I have uh, you have mentioned bands like Peg Boy and poison yeah. idea <laughs> and like you're like throwing out like great references that like you know the, um let's speak to my like the deepest part of my soul so i really do appreciate uh you taking the time to be here and you and you like great movies and stuff like that and uh i don't blame you for taking over my part on this podcast you know what i mean because <laughs> yeah. i like i like i like i like i'm just not as cool as you so like um so um i appreciate that do you think that we'll have to see though after because do you think you can handle our sinister sex uh, questions we'll see i don't know yeah. all right I mean, you can answer, answer them as long and short as you want but yeah. you know yeah. they're and all you can pass days. yeah pass um if, if you're if you're the kind of dude who passes you know what i mean <laughs> I'm just, just well there's one it's fine uh, yeah. uh all right first one freddie or jason i'm a freddie man yeah i mean i uh i I didn't grow up watching those movies. Like my parents did not let me watch horror movies. So, you know, quick, like all the, like Peter Jackson early, you know, like, like dead, like brain dead and dead alive. Uh, I mean, what's the first one? Bad taste. Bad taste and, yeah. and like evil dead and all that shit. That is the stuff that I discovered first before I really watched all that classic shit we grew up with. And then that stuff led me into like art film. But like, I think of all those, the, the, the fantasy nature of, of, of freddie like you know those movies is really fun once again i love effects and tactile shit you know like the the the, the dream sequences and in, in robert england and yeah that, that's the one i always wanted to be freddie when you know, when you were a kid like i'd never seen the movies but i still wanted to be him sure uh, <laughs> like we yeah. saw the fucking glove and stuff like that and so i mean i, I dig some friday the 13th but i'm definitely a, a freddie man for sure have you scene. ever seen the a Robert England version of Phantom of the Opera? I haven't. I remember when it came out. You know? Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous and it's hilarious and it's awesome. <laughs> okay. This is literally okay. it's Phantom of the Opera as a slasher movie with absolutely no rights to any of the Phantom of the Opera music and stuff. So it's all like fucking elevator music versions of the Phantom of the Opera stuff. 
with Freddy Krueger essentially as the Phantom because every time he takes his mask off, you're like, that's just fucking Freddy in London. <laughs> like, right? It's just, yeah, it's great, and it looks like it was made for like 150 dollars, but it's awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. That's super cool. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> all right. What's the difference between thriller and horror? Uh. Yeah, a thriller. Like, I mean. Alfred Hitchcock made thriller movies, but he only really made one horror movie, right? Like, like Psycho is maybe a horror, you know, but like, but uh, I think a thriller is 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 just tension, you know. If yeah. like horror is being frightened and and gore, you know, maybe uh, you know maybe some supernatural shit. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, a thriller is more like a a suspense, you know. Uh, uh, a little bit of a mystery or whatever yeah yeah it seems it's a, it's a distinct a, a minor but distinct line i suppose yeah yeah everybody's got a different line i think i love hearing the different what uh like brian usna who did society and stuff yeah. just said bodily fluids yeah <laughs> that was his answer. well he would say that right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> that fucking guy's got bodily fluids on his brain <laughs> yeah, he really All does he really does when i told um, when i told brian usna what my favorite brian usna movie was he was just like god damn it like he had like he had like kind of that look to his face like of course you were gonna pick that one it was called faust which is a movie okay. that fucking nobody has seen from brian usna and it's like a brian usna version of the movie spawn so it's just super sticky and gross and everything like that, but it's so awesome. And he was just like, nobody's ever seen that, but I appreciate you loving that movie. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> he, um, he, he basically sat us down and educated us. Like, we barely talked. Like, he just, like, <laughs> two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. like, for a long time, and he just basically gave, like, this is how we create, you know what I mean? This is how we can. Yeah. Me and uh, me and the other guy, Stuart, Stuart Gordon, uh, Stuart Gordon yeah. were stoned in the backyard playing with our kids. And we were like, you know what? We should make a body horror movie for children. And that became Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, <laughs> you're like, like, this is so insane to hear him, like, just kind of like, like kind of go down this uh this rabbit hole and like yeah we barely got a word in edgewise and then he was just like all right night gentlemen yeah. <laughs> I'm it was done. great sweetest yeah. man sweetest <laughs> awesome. greatest dude greatest dude yep and uh um knows his shit yeah yeah i mean he's an icon like what an unknown you know like that kind of guy who's like your average person would not even ever get to his name but like he is hugely impactful yeah i mean uh, yeah I mean, the reanimator movies and just in general are are just you know just so much and um, genre solidifying like, exactly yeah. and you know and uh, yeah and it's like it, and it just like it shows you that for like every you know like for every Andy Warhol there's somebody probably beneath them that's just making like amazing art and setting the stage for it and I'm not talking shit on Andy Warhol right you know, maybe a little bit but uh, but but <laughs> like but you know but uh, but it's like you like there's like the people who like do this like base level art that kind of like kicks off and they're they're always the other and i would say that's very true actually in the genre that you're in and like you know you know what i mean and you can start to see like the building blocks of like 
you know bands like you know there was bands like Elliot and Falling Forward and then that turned into you know then there was bands like The Next Level which was like you know Get Up Kids and then you know go into Alkaline Trio and then it turns into like this bigger you know what I mean those building oh, blocks yeah. of building blocks of of art and you know and uh and like Ayusna is like that's like ground level foundation level like <laughs> like we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna like slaughter in an entire like wealthy person party because yes. I just thought it and <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just gonna have them like go up asses and go up like like you know right. what I mean it's, you know what I mean it's perfect because well, yeah, I mean, rich <laughs> yeah he's like that guy I mean I'm sure like for somebody like you guys were saying like Elijah Wood or somebody who you know people probably want to talk to him about Sam Raimi but he's he's thinking about somebody like like Brian Usner yeah. you know right. and it's like sure I get obsessed with bands that are that kind of like two tiers down i'm really obsessed with a band called red lorry yellow lorry that's oh a, yeah a post-punk band combined drum machines and drums and hugely influential everybody says we sound like sisters of mercy and i love sisters of mercy but like i'm obsessed with those those more obscure bands that just kind of simmer under the surface you know and then and, and he definitely the same kind of thing you definitely sound more like the lorries than you do sisters of mercy well, i mean like i like i mean sisters of mercy is good but like but bringing up the red lorry yellow lorry influence I'm like oh yeah that's totally it it's like it's uh it's got that like like red lorry yellow lorry is like like the real goth band like that's like the like like when like goth was like 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 Bauhaus is great love peter murphy love that those first records but they were like you know like they were you know i mean if, you know bill lugosi's dead is actually like a ska song it really is um no, i mean <laughs> no it is it, it, like it, that's what it started out as and uh um but like you listen to red l'oreal already like oh yeah this is some like this is like some uh um some dark stuff i was fortunate enough to have uh uh, goth girlfriends okay so right. so like so yeah. i got i got a little introduction to oh, check out the little red lorry yeah yes. um, yeah that first uh that first album is great yeah they're that kind of band like there's no there's no horror in there you know there's no spookiness they're just a, right a dark post-punk band you know yeah fucking yeah. fucking awesome band. yeah they're Love fucking them. great yeah but and everybody should go after we get off this uh and go listen to red lorry yellow lorry yeah <laughs> you'll you uh, you will enjoy it all right. What? Jeez, oh, what question are we on? This is amazing. Uh, what <laughs> horror movie influenced your taste the most? Man. I, shit, man, that's so hard, right? <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you know, some some like recent things, like uh, when when Coliseum discovered uh, Possession, we were mm -hmm. obsessed with that. Like we watched it like one night after practice or while writing an album. This the title Sister Faith is from a line in Possession, mm -hmm. and that's rad. so we were like completely obsessed with that movie, and 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 it was like. You know just that that moment like we discovered it you know I mean, i'm sure everybody kind of had this collective thing where that movie was just kind of collectively collectively discovered at some point sure and or rediscovered and you know i never heard anybody mention it it was like you know i just rented it from the video store here and but i don't know man it's like uh hellraiser 2 is a big one that i think mm -hmm. about a lot that like i really i find that one in particular to just be like really 
beautiful and 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 very you know you know there's so many things like once you get into like the clive barker thing all his snm stuff and like his interest in connection with like coil and 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 just like the skinless julia in hellraiser 2 is is maybe like the best character in any movie to me yeah you know like i love uh, that yeah like her skinless and then her in the in the gauze and the white suit dragging the blood around the you know the white house is just like so fucking great and in the end when they go into like the the other world so I, i'd say let's just stay hellraiser too because like we could go on with that forever, right? <laughs> that's yeah. really that's really that's great, great. honestly it it works with like all <clears throat> the, the levels of your music like if you had said like that makes sense to me <laughs> on all of yeah them. yeah um, it, 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 it it's it, it it touches me very deeply yeah that one i love that if you're uh, I want to mention this only because I'll forget it if I don't mention it. But if you're a physical media person and mm-hmm. you like and you like Hellraiser, Arrow Video has pre-orders up right now for a thing called the Quartet of Torment. Okay. And it's the first four Hellraiser movies. Um and it's the first time they've ever been released on 4K. And one of them is the Hell on Earth work print edition. So it's the original work print of Hellraiser 2 oh shit okay um highly recommend pre-ordering that like asap because they already ran through one run of pre-orders and they had to actually set up new pre-orders because people bought them so quick (laughs) yeah dude it's fucking and and when you see the box set you're like oh yeah i want that okay (laughs) all right nice (laughs) nice yeah yeah i'm uh, Um, well i'm sure you guys are too like i'm that kind of idiot i tried to i'm trying to stop myself with box sets and yeah you know it's like they could release hellraiser every fucking year and you'd want to buy it and <laughs> yeah. same with records it's like so many box sets that are so <laughs> expensive and yeah and i'm like man i realized that what i really want is just to look at these things once like the, yeah the, the the music box sets i want to look at the packaging in the book yeah. i'm like can me and all my friends just buy a copy and we just fucking share it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. um, I have, like, I had to like, actually like, I got kind of like overly serious with the collector culture, like in like the late nineties, early two thousands when like, you know, uh, no idea was putting out different splatter vinyl, every, every issue of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I loved all those bands and, um, you know, and I still, still love all those bands. And, um, I, I like I, I actually had to at some point say I don't actually I don't even know if I'm enjoying this anymore. You know what I mean? Like I don't even like like I like I don't need to buy more of the same record. You know what I mean? Like I could like like people. I mean like at some point I have to say like people are hungry. Do I need <laughs> do I need more? Not that I send that money to them. You know what I mean? I could, right. but like I but there just seems it's you know more what I mean? guilt. It's just more guilt, and it's really like and it becomes like. Yeah, so I get it. it it's hard because it becomes like sport shopping. You know what I mean? Like right. it's like it's like like oh, I need more. Like oh, do you have this one? Do you have that one? Do you do, do, do you have a? You know, I have unfun on blue vinyl, and you know, and it's uh, you know, it's freaking cool, and like I can tell you that, and and feel fucking great about myself. Uh, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I, I did I, that with this already today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I love having the records, um, but it's uh, it's nice to it's nice to keep it all in check. But yeah, I get it. It's like you know, like that box set comes out, and I and I think we're from an era where box sets are still just fucking like you're like yeah. oh, you're like Hellraiser box set. Hell yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and it sounds like they're doing something good with it. I mean, I 
I end up finding like with music, there's so many box sets that are just the same fucking thing. Right. Yeah. You know, or they've made the cover art shittier. You know, <laughs> right. like, yeah. The right. cover art was great in the beginning. Why did you do a new version that sucks? I have a stack of these box sets on top of one of my record shelves, and it's like Discharge, Rolling Us Howard, um uh Kate Bush, and like a couple other things. And it's just this big stack of like. You know, every time I look at it, I'm like, that's like $500 for like these five or six fucking <laughs> things. And, you know, I, they're not the records. They're always like some outtakes and some weird stuff. And it's fun. Yeah. But I, I'm like, you know, I could just put like five stickers there and just be like, oh, I love these bands. You know, it's like someone once <laughs> said to me that their their DVD collection, they they felt like they might as well have just had a, a poster that had every movie they liked on it. Right. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's like us who want these things and want the extras and all that kind of stuff. Right. But, you know, I don't fully ascribe to that, but sometimes I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll just buy a, a button. You know, maybe I'll just buy the next discharge button and put that on my jacket for the week instead of buying the ancient sure. live album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. I, um, you know, I sometimes even get with like the like like this happened to me last night. It's funny we're talking about this. I, I was driving home and I was using Spotify and I decided to put Narosa's Pain of Mind on, and they only have like the remastered version of it. And I'm like, like, I guess it's at some point it's just like I don't know if I need anything more from what that like you know what I mean like like right. like I didn't need another like a, I, Pain of Mind is like pretty much like the main record I like from neurosis um and um i think it was fine the way i, I you know what i mean like i a, yeah. i don't even notice the difference but like it's just weird that they're remastering stuff and, and i get it maybe there's like a an idea to push it again or like and, and introduce new people to it whatever and i don't mean to be um you know uh, like an old head with a i remember in my day you just got the record and it was good <laughs> enough but like but there comes a point where it's like I just don't know if uh, I just I just don't know if that movie, that record needed to be uh, remastered and replayed. I've it's... I've never cared about a remaster because I was like I like that album already. Like right. yeah. so, you got me. But I will say that the one time I was like, oh shit, this is better is Guar's uh, Scum Dogs of the Universe. Oh yeah, yeah. it sounds a million times better. It just does. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds fucking great. So. Um, I, don't, getting... I think the thing that took away from from the album before was the production actually like because they're guar they have to fucking sound big yeah. and and this record did but um, um graham graham, yeah. graham has seen i just I'm, i want to mention this because I, like anybody that's uh, seen or listened to the show can't really grasp this but graham has actually seen in person my blu-ray collection slash sickness so it's a, true. it's a real thing like it's yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. real fucking thing like yeah um okay uh if you could erase one movie from existence what would it be it doesn't have mm. to be horror oh man Oof. one movie i really fucking hate mm -hmm. <laughs> do you guys have you guys have definitive answers to these questions? I said when we were going through these, I said scream, even though I love it, just okay. for the chaos theory. Like if I erase that from existence, like where would like because I think scream was a huge turn in horror. And, and I think for the better in, in most cases. But um I just kind of was thinking about chaos that day. So yeah. I don't. I think Ryan has a pretty good one. 
Um, I think pretty much um, anything Rob Zombie has done, I would be fine oh. with, uh, with, with eliminating uh, musically. And um, uh, he's a, he's a wish.com uh, Al Jurgensen, and I love Al Jurgensen. And um, and um, he calls the cops on skate parks. He tried to get a skate park closed to his house, so him and his uh, um, so because he could hear it from his house, which is like, Rob Zombie. Rob yeah. Zombie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ever heard about that? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like I mean, like. <laughs> Like, I mean, you're an alternative music person. Like, yeah, those like, kids are the ones that gave you money. <laughs> right. Like, like, why are you trying to shut down a skate park? You know, I also yeah. think, um, I also think putting, putting your wife and everything is like, um, I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's shitty. I think it's like, you know, like, like, it's just like, there was no woman actor better than her to put in all of these roles like you know people who have worked hard for it so what what, are, what message are you sending with Give this a fucking like, indie actress it, that rules a right chance, right know? like you have to what marry a director to get to get these these hot roles and you know what i mean and it's just like I, I don't know like i just like I, I think it's disrespectful to the craft i think it's disrespectful to the to the people who do the work i think it's uh and i think his movies are very good so. yeah my answer was definitively I spit on your grave because I think the entire rape revenge genre can exist without it. And I think that that movie specifically was so exploitative of what that movie was and of what the subject matter was um, that it was completely unnecessary to exist. Like yeah. it didn't have any positive impact on horror in any way, shape or form. And the entire genre subgenre of rape revenge which I enjoy many movies within um, could absolutely exist without that movie ever being made. Yeah. So. Fair enough. Yeah, for sure, man, you got, this is like, I should have known this question. I know that's the point, but like, I'm trying to think <laughs> of a, a series of movies where if I could really like get rid of one, it would be flawless, right? Like, you know, oh, as a Star yeah. Wars fan, like if I could get rid of the prequels, to be honest, every other Star Wars movie I I love or really like, you know, and, that's a good and, angle though. That's a good angle. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah, like I was trying I like to think that. of like like if you know, one, two, and four were fucking awesome, but three sucked or something like that. I'm right. I'm, man, that's hard. Um, yeah, I mean, even, honestly, oh, I would yeah, even say the Exorcist okay one. The Exorcist one and three were great, but two yeah. sucked, right? True. <laughs> oh, yeah, two was terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Two I didn't mean, need to happen. <laughs> you know, in some ways, like, uh, I mean, mentioning like RoboCop, like the, the thinking about the RoboCop remake, like remakes are easy, you know? Like, yeah, sure. I, I would put RoboCop, like, I'd say my favorite movies are kind of like, are like Chinatown and Badlands and then robocop and total recall you know what i mean it's sure. like that that kind of balance between like high art and high like like robocop is like the highest trash right you know what right, i mean it's right. like brilliant and perfect but it is yep. it's like in that lineage of, of just like true exploitation yep fuck i don't know i i i don't have you can an pass answer. you can that's pass fine. That, that's yeah. our that's the i will think that this will pop in my head in like six months and i'll <laughs> we uh yeah it is actually the most commonly passed on one people some people particularly filmmakers don't like to 
shit on another right, person's work. Um, yeah. Some people don't, you know, like, no, it all should exist. And uh, I have no problem being like, nah, we can we can get rid of uh, uh, <laughs> what's the Ku Klux Klan movie from the beginning of uh, Nation. Uh, Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation. Yeah. Of a nation. Yeah, yeah. Get rid of that. That could have never happened. Um, the Song of the South Disney movie. Fuck <laughs> off with that. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. Like we can get rid of. We can get rid of. There's there's things that like like can just, go that can yeah. just go. You know what I mean? Right. Like like we're we're like there's things that didn't like. I don't think made us better. You know, I think there's a lot of things that made us worse. And so like I, I'm good. certainly I'm, at words. Welcome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm um, I'm good with uh. You know what I mean? Like I love art, but also like I I love it so much that I recognize the power of it, and that I feel like you know um, uh, cautious uh, cautiousness can be can be a great thing within art. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are ghosts real? I don't personally believe so. My my feeling on that as an atheist is that that ghosts presuppose some type of connection to afterlife or you know sp- spirits and souls and all those kind of things. And and I think that like a soul exists in an abstract way, sure. right? Like, but but I don't believe. I don't believe that it exists in any other way than, you know, I mean, atoms and energy and all those kind of things are real and we release all that, but I don't particularly see like a, a conscious ghost thing, you know, happening. So that's, I don't believe that. Um, It's weird, man. I've always like been super afraid of like, you know, darkness and what's around the corner in the darkness. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like, even to this point where I'm kind of like, you know, that kind of looking over my shoulder when you're in a dark area, but like, it's never supernatural. It's more like, I'm just afraid some fucking bodies jump my fence and they're in the corner, you know? <laughs> right. so, uh, like I yeah. got to use one of these guitars to beat the shit out of this guy. that I do have like recurring nightmares about basements. Like I've had a, a couple creepy basements, like in apartments I rented when I was, you know, young, like, and, and we'll have like long detailed nightmares about these basements. And I have, we have just basically like a dirt basement. We call it the murder basement, you know, it's just a super <laughs> creepy dirt basement, you know, not, not quite a crawl space. And I have dreams about people coming up from there. Actually, one dream I had was that Robert De Niro from Brazil, mm-hmm. you know, when he's Tuttle, the, the fucking yeah. AC duck man, yep. that he was trying to break up into our house from the basement <laughs> and my fucking partner she will not let me forget that one you know she's always like lock the basement so robert de niro doesn't get up um, yeah, because you probably let him in <laughs> yeah he's gonna fix your fucking duct work you know he's, he's here to help right he's a revolutionary he's like an anti-fascist he's, right yeah he is every fucking thing you want to be he just swings in and fixes your fucking duct work but for some reason he was really freaking me out in that dream that night so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no ghosts in my in my worldview, I guess. Yeah, yeah, uh, I fully, I fully agree. I do want them to exist, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, uh, yeah. it's it's the it's the atheist thing that pretty much stops me from being like, oh, they're certainly everywhere. <laughs> right. I, uh, um, I um also um like I I kind of really agree with you. Like, like I heard a story once from a woman, and she said she thought she saw a ghost, and she just realized it was some creepy guy, and was like relieved. And I'm like. Wait a second. Like, I don't even know why we're afraid of ghosts. Right. <laughs> like, no ghost has ever hurt 
anybody I know. Creepy and, guys constantly. Constantly. Right. The right. creepy guys are hurting millions of people as we speak. You know what that's I mean? That's like, like favorite shit to do. Like, right. Right. That's what creepy guys are. That's what makes them creepy. You know what yeah. I mean? And uh, like, and oh, they yeah. Got the name. Yeah, exactly. So like, it's just a funny thing. Like, why are we even afraid of ghosts? Like, why? Right. Are they- yeah, it's true. But I do love the <laughs> idea of where a ghost story comes from. Sure. Kind yeah. of like in like cryptozoology like that. Like it's it's what confirmed that the, the fucking chupacabra is was described as like the lady hit saw species. You guys know that story? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like like it's 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 uh, from what I've gathered, it's more or less confirmed that they saw species and pretty much described the species character and that as the chupacabra, and that's fucking awesome. Right? Like, <laughs> so when I tell people that story, I'm like, look it up. It's on the fucking Wikipedia. Like chupacabra is sill from species that was designed by fucking hr giger and and that's so rad that chupacabra is like a thing and it's not even that old and it just kind of took over yeah like that's exciting in the same way that like how a ghost story comes to be sure is cool. and i really yeah. love like southern gothic literature and, and ghost stories and things like that when i was a kid and so i i love that idea i love like decaying southern spanish moss style stories but i don't necessarily believe they're true but i i, lo- I like the the roots sure. of them and i think that's yeah, i like yeah. that kind of those aspects of i like i like those aspects of american culture and history uh, kind of like i love roadside attractions and and you mm-hmm. know grew up near cave city where Na- mammoth cave is and there's tons of classic roadside attractions and 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 to bring it back to my music too there's like a song i wrote about the a guy who died in what they called the cave wars in the 20s where after mammoth cave was discovered all these fucking people were just digging in their their property to find caves to charge people tickets to come into their caves and this fucking dude died in this cave and it became a media sensation but i love all that and i and so though those are the truly the the american things that i love like creativity and inventiveness and that kind of weird shucksterism that shit is fucking awesome and it's carny (laughs) like that is beautiful that is a beautiful part you know maybe you know outside of like maybe carnival exploitation or whatever like that went on like you know and i think ghost stories are part of that and i think that's cool and obviously that goes that's international and, and around the world but like I like that idea of it. So, but yeah, in terms of whether I believe it, nah. I uh, I think that's maybe the best answer ever to that question. So yeah, that's pretty much on point. Um, all right. Well, for the last one, I'm going to get to uh, let you pick between two movies or two characters. What do you mean? Like, like, like Freddy versus Jason was one, like, like Freddy or Jason. So okay. this will be between two characters or two movies that I'm going to pick between. I'm going to name them both and I'm going to pick. No, you're going to pick one. which one you like better out of the two. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're going to give you, we're going to give you the names. You, you oh, okay. 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 All, right. All right. Cool. Yeah. So just pick uh movie titles or characters. Okay. Uh, let's go titles. All right. Midsummer or hereditary. Hereditary yeah yeah all right i'll give you the other one real quick uh michael myers <laughs> or leatherface 
Oh man, Leatherface for sure. Yeah. For yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have to admit, I don't like Halloween that much. I don't. Oh, no, you're in good company. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I like a lot of the movies and I enjoy them, but I the first one's kind of boring, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's uh, just they get really interesting boring. in the in the the four, five, and six. They just get kind of weird and bizarre. And then I like the uh, especially Halloween Kills because he just yeah. fucking killed everybody. That was super yeah. fun to me. I really like yeah. that one. The other two are fine. Like. <laughs> I, you know, obviously I love Carpenter, but like, yeah, out of, and, and, you know, thank goodness that that movie existed sure. because he got to oh yeah do his shit forever. But like, yeah, I mean the thing, you know, like it's in a that dude's movie. filmography, I like Assault on Precinct 13 better. I yeah. Like, sure. you know, all Prince the darkness. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, but, um, Leatherface, I mean, that's. That's something in horror that that maybe doesn't exist in any other genre where low budget horror movies that feel real yeah. are so exciting. Totally. Like I yeah. put, like I mentioned Bob Clark, like children shouldn't play with dead things as ridiculous as it is and as annoying as that main character is, the way it's filmed and made in that little like fucking cabin they end up in. It, it feels so fucking real to me. That is one of the scariest movies to me because it's just so handmade. Um, things like that, like uh, what's the the fake snuff film? Is it Last House on Dead End Street? Last House on the Left. No, la, there's a Last yeah. House on Dead End Street, I think is the name of it. Oh, I know which one I, you're talking about. Yeah, you're right. Um, I believe that's what it's called, actually. And yeah and that one was like a guy in like a huge roman mask they've stolen from a theater and they're it 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 feels like a a snuff film you know those kind of things those tactile things and of course texas chainsaw massacre is probably like the the best of all those where it's just it just feels real it just feels like you've been to that house everything about it feels so fucking tactile and real so i i'd always say leatherface for sure and texas chainsaw massacre 2 is just so, so good yeah um well that was honestly you won the whole episode but so yeah, but fantastic. That says yeah. a plus across the board right. i guess well, uh danley's out <laughs> yeah i'm done <laughs> see you guys yeah. good knowing that you. was a good final episode for you yeah, yeah sorry, it, was, it was all right it was all right it was all right it was fun um uh, no right that here. was so fucking rad thank you so much yep thank uh, you guys yeah this is a blast i really appreciate it um we got one more we got recommendations we'll go also oh, we'll, that's start, right. we'll start and we'll end up on you uh ryan you can take us out on uh, the recommendations and uh jonas what do you got uh my recommendations this week is only one thing because i've been slacking on music um but it's my physical media recommendation um and it's funny that you just mentioned the ones that look like snuff films and like the old ogs and stuff like that because this is a movie that has been yeah it's like it's got lore behind it like it's it's a movie that a lot of people didn't even know didn't even think actually existed they kind of thought it was just a movie that people talked about in like extreme horror circles and it just got a re-release um on blu-ray from unearthed films it's called august underground so the filmmaker the other snuff film yeah it's the other snuff film uh the filmmaker uh is fred vogel a friend of the show uh, it's from New Jersey. This is the other cover that's underneath the slip cover. So this movie is very simple. It literally is like one of the first examples of extreme found footage 
So it's basically as if you found a VHS tape on the side of the road, you popped it into your VCR and oh fuck, it's two serial killers uh, documenting what they do. And it's made on a budget of, I honestly think it was like $1,500. Like it's super, super, super cheap, but it's just a, it's just a handheld recorder. It's two dudes. It's a girl and they're in a basement and the two dudes are serial killers. And Fred Vogel is a practical effects guy. So everything in it looks very real. Like it looks, it's gnarly. Now, is it a good movie? It is not. <laughs> There's no way to get around that. It's not, it's not a good movie. It's not supposed to be. It's kind of a showcase of effects. It's a showcase. It's almost a, a proof of concept for what Fred can do. Um, and he ended up making three of them. So this was the original, the OG. Uh, and the release is a Blu-ray and DVD release. It's got all sorts of special features. It's got audio commentaries. It's got behind-the-scenes stuff. It's got interviews with Fred. It's like it's super interesting. So if you're into practical effects and you're into just seeing how, like, you know, micro-budget movies can really be made, this is the one for you. Cool. Nice. Love it. Yeah. Graham, my turn. All right. Uh, wh- when is this gonna drop? I don't know. It's Friday, <laughs> Friday, Saturday, Saturday. Sure, perfect. Um, all right, first uh, on Shutter, Shark Exploitation, the documentary. It's great. I loved it. Um, music, the Hives just fucking dropped their new album, oh, yeah, uh, fuck Death of Randy Fitzsimmons, and it fucking rules. I love the Hives. I've loved everything they've ever done. This is their first album in like ten years. Their video for Bogus Operandi is basically the Evil Dead. It's fuck the whole record fucking smokes it might be their best album um <clears throat> and uh right now i'm in the middle of watching a bunch of amazing independent horror films that haven't gotten picked up yet on the popcorn frights film festival that's going yeah. on now it will end on the 22nd i believe so you can go and and get some of the movies that have been uh already released and actually all of them by then but there's like 20 virtually you can watch i recommend sorry charlie uh eldritch usa Puzzle Box, Beaten to Death, and a slew of others. Uh, I've been posting about them on our website. So go check that out as soon as possible. Yeah. I'm good. Cool. <laughs> uh, my book of the week. Well, I have two today. I am reading Werewolf Magic. Authentic, practical, lycrothampy, like, like whatever. It's, um, by Denny, <laughs> Denny Sargent. Um, I'm actually going to try to get Denny on the show. Um, <laughs> um, he is uh, like a foremost expert on werewolf magic and, um, and I'm going to become a werewolf and then it's over for all you motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> uh, so I just got to worry about for like one, once a month, right? Yeah, right, yeah, rent yeah. Now. No, no, I'm, I'm going like, to call you rent. I'm like going to be like an all the time werewolf. Like I'm oh, like, uh, I'm like, I guess magic and shit. Yeah. Like I already wake up naked at the zoo, so I might as well <laughs> just, <laughs> just roll with this. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm point. reading for the first time. I'm reading Imperial, uh, Imperial bedrooms by Brad Easton Ellis. Um, nice um i have not read this one i've read a a lot of his books which should be clear if you listen to me talk about things um you know also author of uh um you know less than zero and american psycho and a a number of other books um and uh kind of a occasionally controversial figure but i uh, enjoy his uh his writing a lot and uh i'm reading that and um 
I, I can't remember the name of the movie that I saw, but it's a French extremist movie. And I hold on a second. And um, um, it's on Shutter, and it's called like Inside. Uh, no, it's Cat Cat Caletha. It's it's something. It's something in French. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm like I, I really really fucked this up. I'm like I've done this. <laughs> this is like seriously like our hundreds of we've done hundreds of these podcasts, <laughs> and I um have never not had the movie name um uh what it what it is this but anyway recommendation is called fuck the dog because right, that's what you did on this one yeah exactly <laughs> i just like tripped on my dick as they say um but it um um anyways i'll maybe i'll just recommend it next week but it's a uh it's a fantastic movie about a singer and it's part of the french extremist movies uh it's about a singer who uh gets stuck in uh this town and there's some um uh french extremist um stuff to it like there's um some, some french extreme shenanigans happen yes yeah, <laughs> sex with a pig you know i mean stuff you know just stuff you know just french extreme like just stuff, weirdo so. french extremist stuff yeah like um it's not as extreme as like martyrs but maybe emotionally it, so not many are not yeah. many are as extreme as martyrs that one's, it's definitely that like it's up. definitely it's definitely like not a movie that like it's not like a sit down and like oh let's all like just have some fun and watch this movie it's yeah like, yeah uh, anyways ryan take us out oh man um let's see there's a movie called there's something wrong with the children that Mm -hmm. uh are they put cat magic punks and photo crime shirts in the movie and we're we're in the end with the end song credits we're the end credits movie or a song actually you know uh, what now that i think about it i knew that yeah so that's that's uh it's directed by a woman named uh, roxanne benjamin and uh, it's kind of like a cool little creepy twilight zone movie it's kind of like yeah, a fun little sure. watch uh i'd recommend that i'm i'm gonna just be shameless and shill some things that i'm yeah do it, involved. Do it. love it there's do a it. on um there's a band called aon brazi it's a a o a o n b r a s i and that is photo crimes bass players uh, will it's his his solo band and it's like nice. really trashy stooges new york dolls proto-punk kind of stuff oh. and uh he's he's releasing a new track and i play guitar and sax on it and it's super good it's kind of like one of my best friends but it's also like my favorite band right now you know so cool. uh, that's right I, I weasel my way in as much as i can <laughs> so that's a good one uh i've been uh, listening to an audio book this is maybe a weird one but called ultra processed people and it's about ultra processed food and it's been really fucking freaking me out and <laughs> so uh you know it kind of like you i realize how much food i eat that comes out of a fucking plastic bag or has natural flavoring or all these other mm-hmm. fucking terrible things so uh it's really interesting and uh kind of kind of hopefully life-changing for me i don't know i'm kind of like it's it's like a weird uh you know one of those things when when the veil is lifted from your eyes about how how corporate life affects your your body you know it's it's pretty interesting uh i don't know that's about it really um when you said that you recommend green onions all the time, I gotta just say carrots and peanut butter. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Like fucking love both of those. 
Yeah, super pumped on that lately. <laughs> yeah, that's I really eat so. a lot of that with the kids I take care of. Actually, nice. that's, that's hilarious. Awesome. It's in every snack that they have: peanut yes. butter and carrots. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Two just just absolute classics. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. That might be it, man. Uh, that's that's those, those are great amazing. recommendations. Yeah. Uh, the movie is called Calavare, by the way. Calavare. 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 I, I don't, you know, like I, I went to American schools. So You're like, I ain't fucking French. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 um, but it's uh, it's uh, it's on Shutter, and it's uh, it's worth a watch if you, if you like such things. Um, Ryan, you've been an excellent guest. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, thank you to all our our um, our. Uh, listeners from all over the world uh, and our special listeners the army, of the, army god. of the god damned our patreon Drew Maldowney. yeah that's right sorry uh, army of the goddamn our patreon supporters <laughs> they kick so much fucking ass uh drew Maldowney, stephanie Gurley, katie wyken chris fortune alan graham bacon bits the cat angela jasmine pettit jason daniels jake jolly special shout out to ron canadlock this this week um for uh, his great reactions to the stories. Uh, Kristen Pearl, uh, Manny Velazquez, and Coleman Rosenberg. Amazing. Amazing. And um, yeah, Australia, you're doing good. You dropped below Germany again, but we did, you did, uh, we we are, uh, like, we went up like 170 places in film interview um podcasts last week in in australia so we went up to we're like at like 45 or something like that like we Fuck had dropped yeah. down and uh so we did have beaten to death's writer director sam Curtin on which i which i understand give us a little shove from uh from <laughs> down under but um but uh thank you so much for doing it but uh tasmania guys- Yep, Tasmania, uh, United States, United Kingdom still coming in strong at second place. Uh, Canada, number third, uh, New Zealand, Germany, Australia, Sweden, Turks and Caicos Islands hanging in there. Uh, India, Mexico, Poland, Netherlands, France, Puerto Rico, Czech Republic, Switzerland, Poland, Taiwan, Brazil, Ireland, Philippines, Italy, Russia. And we love you all so much. Thank you so much. Please reach out if you have uh, if you have really cool um, people from your country uh, like uh actors uh director anything send it our way because we'll we'll reach out and we'll try to get it we'd love to have some uh yep. some people from other places uh we have a lot of americans on here but yeah you know i i can't, I can't leave my house without seeing americans i can't throw a stone <laughs> without hitting an american and trust me i do that 17 18 times a day so Damn. like i i appreciate you all um for tuning in um remember to take care of yourself and um if you're feeling rough if life isn't working out reach out to this. We need every last one of you. Uh, horror fans got to do it together. We all do this stuff together. So reach out to us. We will absolutely hit you back and uh, please take care of yourself. And uh, until we see you next time, please start some fires and break some glass. Thank you all.